Good morning, wonderful world. Today we're going to learn about the origins of Love's Brooklyn. We're going to dive into the founders Kevin Sofin and Luke Cozella about where they're from, where their journey has taken them, and how that journey has led to the formation of Love's Brooklyn to discover and dive into the journey of love and hate within this country. What's going on everyone? Kevin Sofin and Luke Cozella here, founder of Love's Brooklyn. Uh, today we want to talk to you a little bit about the origins and bio and how this all started. Uh, I'm personally from Los Angeles, California, grew up on the coast and, and found myself going to school at University of Wisconsin-Madison where I met Luke. And uh, Luke and I had some cool experiences throughout our time throughout college and post-college that led to the fruition of Love's Brooklyn. Yeah, so I, uh, Luke Cazella here, I grew up in, in Washington, D.C. Um, my parents were not in the national politics scene and neither were in like the little world I grew up in despite the you know everyone else in the country and world assumes oh DC you're in politics that being said you know politics are often on the uh the forefront of of people's minds and and comes up in conversation more so than other places but that perspective um you know is sort of different than I think the assumption of most people in DC uh have of people in DC um, but like Kevin, I wanted to you know, experience a different part of the world, different part of the country, and um, ended up at University of Wisconsin-Madison and uh, had, had the pleasure of meeting Kevin, I don't know, probably within the first week of moving out to Madison. Freshman year dorms in OGG. OGG. And uh, one of the, our friend that connected us, um, someone named Pat, who I met at orientation, I think he was saving Kevin's phone as Pat Dorm Guy. <laughs> still Pat Dorm Guy. Still Pat Dorm Guy. And they're, they're still in the same dorm in Chicago. Yeah, I haven't left. So, yeah, Luke and I have the, the fortune of being human geography majors at the University of Wisconsin-Madison. I mean, we both thought about business in different ways and how we wanted to major in that, but geography was something that really connected with us. And I think geography, some people look at geography as just being – oh, what do you just read maps and write maps all day? But really, it, it dives into the, the human aspect of the different looking at people's relationship with space and place and, and how different cultures not only represent the people within that particular geography, but then also how that emanates to the, the other ge- surrounding geographies and the people that eventually att- uh, visit that geography and go elsewhere and, and kind of share those different nuances of the different aspects of their own culture. Yeah, the professor, if you remember, a professor for our uh, senior thesis class, he, I think the first class of it, he said, you know, people always ask, what is geography? And the little kitschy tagline he had was, geography is the study of the earth as a whole. Um, and I, I think that, that resonates with me, at least, you know, the human human element of it is, far beyond, um, you know, looking at maps and cartography is, is the study. But, you know, when people hear geography, you think of, what was that subject we had in third grade? Oh, we had to memorize the capitals, and, and that's the geography they associate with. Um, but, in fact, it's a lot more than that. And, you know, I currently work in real estate, sort of described, you know, geography is ultra-macro-level uh, real estate, just looking at um, how people live and, interact in the in the built environment but at a much larger level um so it's 
it's been it's a unique major let's say it's not something most people think to to go to school to study but it's led um led both of us on some pretty cool paths into where we are today so very very pleased to have gone down that route yeah and i think gave us a, a good foundational purpose of what we were both interested in and and both of us studied abroad. Um, I had the fortune of circumnavigating the globe, uh, studying with the University of Virginia, semester at sea, where went to 14 countries in about four months, and really had a fantastic experience where I saw all these different countries and all these geographies, and was really inspired by all the different geographies, layouts, people, cultures, nuances, and something that just resonated with me where I wanted to learn them all. I wanted to engage with them all. I wanted to really feast on all of it, uh, whether it was the culture or the food. And that was something where I know, uh, kind of coming back even our senior year, where we really bonded over the fact that America and and D.C. and Los Angeles and Madison was kind of a bubble from uh, kind of growing up. And it was something that I didn't really fully know until I got out of the country. And I think that now, as we're kind of looking at the kind of formulation of, of Love's Brooklyn, we, we were looking at trying to capture something that has a, 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 creating a brand that allows different cultures to relate with one another. And when looking at that, uh, and you can kind of elaborate this on this further, is, is how different cultures have different aspects of their culture within other cultures and sort of how everyone, especially in this day and age, is is a little bit more open and, and friendlier with one another and more willing to sort of show that love and spread that love amongst one another. And yeah, I mean, I had um, I was fortunate enough to get to live in, in Copenhagen, Denmark, when I was younger. My dad's work uh, brought our family overseas. And um, we spent two years there and he was working in real estate himself. So, you know, had to travel a lot to go look at different assets or investment opportunities. And so I did get dragged along, um, on, on those trips, but I was, you know, six and seven. So the, the memories and appreciation of all these different places, you know, only goes so far at that age. And, um, then being fortunate enough to be able to study abroad, um, my junior year when I was 20 and, you know, I was in Florence for four months, but then traveled, all over Western Europe um, and just being able to come back to some of these places that I had, you know, seen 13 years ago, but all of a sudden you get there and these memories do pop back in your head that you didn't really know were there. But um, one of the coolest moments was when I actually got to go back to my, the house that we lived in and every room I walked into, I could picture how it looked when we lived there. Um, And that was, that was really special. But yeah, seeing all these different places, you know, you appreciate it. But one thing that you do always fall back on is that, you know, humans are the same in all these different places. And they, they have so many of the same wants and needs and, and desires. And, um, and so the similarities that come from all different places, but just with a little slightly different cultural tint, um, you know, really make the, the world a fun place to explore. And I like how you say that, because actually, when I was in Asia, one phrase that I thought was so funny, but so true, is it's, called, it's SSBD, same, same, but different. And it's it's actually very true, because there's a lot of these cultures and people and food where they're very similar, yet they're different, and even kind of looking at the true 
basis of human wants and needs. You know, we all want food. We 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 want to reproduce. We want food, uh, a, a house roof over our head, and we all have those similar wants and needs. And we complicate a lot of our our lives with some of the extra stressors from social media and a lot of the red mind stuff from our connection to a phone. But at the core basis of humanity, I mean, I'm a believer and I'm an optimist that people are inherently good and love is powerful and there's a lot of this love connection between different cities and some of it's visible in the limelight um, and some of it's not and and that's what led us to create Love's Brooklyn um, and in and Luke I mean if you were gonna sort of elaborate on that you know what what do you think is sort of the kind of the basis of Love's Brooklyn and, and sort of how it kind of led to kind of trying to connect that dynamic between the different sister cities across the world sure yeah and so the sister cities um you know just to give a quick, quick background there was an organization that started after world war ii basically as an effort to unify the world and, and you know it, it we we let's say we the world but you know primarily north america um you know europe and and japan were the the main um, focal points, but it had gone through a, a terrible, you know, time period over the last fifteen years, and it was an effort to to bring places together and for people to understand that oh, there's a little town in Germany that actually is very similar to this little town in Ohio, and we can have a bond there, and maybe it can create commerce, maybe we can have you know pen pals from one school to another, but it, you know the people over there are the same as they are here. And that was the effort to, to spread all across the world and, and different areas could have sister cities um, and, you know, have a, another reason to be peaceful. And because you, you actually put names and faces to these different foreign places um, that, are, that are around. And so our, you know, sort of where the idea came from initially was, you know, we're walking, we were in Montreal for a, a good buddy of ours from the University of Wisconsin's bachelor party. And, um, you know, I, Kevin and I both tried to get there as, as a, a day or so before the festivities began just to explore the city and, and see some of the sites in a, a different light than uh, the typical bachelor party context. Um, and just while walking around, you know, you see elements of Paris because of the French influence, but yet it's a North American city. <clears throat> and so there is sort of that, you know, field areas of modern development and, sort of that mixture, you see a hipster culture, there's a lot of art, the main, you know, sort of the cultural capital of Canada. Um, we were there for a comedy festival, so just seeing all of that um, thriving art scene, you know, extended to the vibrancy of the, of the place. And we're just thinking, you know, there's some, there's some similarities here. Um, to, and Brooklyn is sort of what, what jumped out at me. Um, you know, Brooklyn being sort of the, you know, hip, um, part of, of New York City, it has its own unique history, um, and now is, is sort of viewed as you know the, the hot spot of the city. And for those, it's um, it's more of its own city than sort of New York, which is this just international megatropolis that's so overwhelming. But Brooklyn has a more defined sense of place. Um, so walking around and just thinking, you know what, Montreal, Montreal likes Brooklyn. You know, Montreal loves Brooklyn. Um, and you know, there's, there's that connection to the two places that share these similarities and, you know, why not extend that to 
not just here in Montreal, but neighborhoods in D.C., neighborhoods across the, the states and, and different cities, you know, can have that sort of affinity for one another. And, you know, why not put it on a T-shirt? Why not? <laughs> yeah. And I mean, it was kind of funny from that one conversation we had where it seemed like a silly idea. But from that, we were like, well, if Montreal loves Brooklyn, then I'm, I'm sure... Madison loves Brooklyn, and Chicago loves Brooklyn, and and maybe it, it seems silly, but kind of expanding on that sister city connection, it it doesn't seem so crazy because there are a lot of these different expats at Brooklyn, but further to that, just people who love other people that want to express their love for one another. So from that, the idea of loves Brooklyn was born, and then even kind of taking that one step further. Uh, as we are both very talkative and love to learn about politics and kind of lifelong learners, I think we were also talking a lot about the politics in Canada and the politics in the United States and different aspects going on with the current political administration and thought, hey, I mean, if, if Brooklyn or if Montreal loves Brooklyn, then Trump for sure hates Brooklyn. And I remember saying that out loud and everyone just laughed and it seems silly, but we're like, dude, Trump definitely hates Brooklyn. And, like, if Trump hates Brooklyn, like, Trump also hates puppies. And we've kind of just now tried to, to build on this sort of dichotomy of love and hate where there's a lot of love in the world and there may be some current hate in different regards that we don't necessarily agree with, but it's such a crazy world from so many different ways where – if we can at least try and make someone laugh and make people sort of have a, a moment of the laughter and, and solidarity and not thinking about some of the maybe unfortunate realities of hate that exist, uh, it's a funny shirt that someone might buy and buy for someone else. And, and, and uh, our, our thinking is, you know, there's with politics and today there's so many avenues you can go down and, and highlight a specific issue. And, um, you know, there's lots of people doing amazing things to, um, advocate for some of the human rights, um, chain struggles that are going on throughout the world. But our thing is, you know, what, we want to, we want to be, we want to engage in this environment. We want to be playful. We want to be politically playful. Um, you know, if, if our little laughter, as you mentioned, can make someone think about, you know, an organization that they're working with or that they've engaged with and that they can activate them, then that's, that's great. We want that. We want people to just have a chuckle, you know, because ultimately walking down the street and seeing someone chuckle at a, the saying that you put on your own shirt is an amazing feeling. And creating laughter is, if that's, if that's what we can do to contribute to, you know, the, the stress political environment today, then, then we're happy. Yeah, and what we're kind of doing to take it one step further in that we want to build on the sister city connections and, and talk about all the different wonderful cities that exist out there and all everything that we can learn from all the people and the cultures. And we, we want to plan on doing more blogs and podcasts just to capture some of those nuances of the, the different cities, um, but even expanding on some of the Trump hate stuff of Trump hating puppies, Trump hating rosé, and Trump hating water, and uh, pushing that further to where we're going to donate uh, anywhere from 10 to 20% of our net proceeds to different charities that are aligned with bringing awareness to 
water issues or puppy issues or even some education issues and and trying to make this a company that's not just in the business uh, to sell shirts and make money but make it a force for good to help raise awareness about a lot of these political issue important issues that need attention and need funding for some of their efforts. Yeah, so for Trump hates brunch, you know, brunch sort of playing into the, um, you know, millennial and urban lifestyle of just going out and having fun on the weekend and sort of forgetting um, what else is going on in the world and, you know, spend it, spending some money. You know, we thought it'd be a good idea to, to donate those proceeds to um, D.C. Central Kitchen, which is located here in Washington, D.C., and, you know, that ties to our president. Um, but it's, it's, you know, helping people get food that don't have it and, and also those to learn how to work in the food service industry that, you know, may not have had access to any training to do so. Um, and just being able to contribute to that cause, taking this sort of playful, you know, hip brunch concept, but actually turning it into a way where we can give, give dollars to these organizations is, um, it's been fun. Yeah. And I think that, you and I both know that we're just a small piece of this puzzle. We're just two guys starting a t-shirt company who are having fun, but we want to do whatever we can to help spread the love and help bring some laughter to some of the hate and and just have a good time doing it and help make some money for some good causes that need some awareness and some funding and and really be open to evolving to whatever the market wants and and, and willing to put out new suggestions where if people have an idea about something that a city that loves in their city or something that Trump might hate, uh, you know, we're, we're very open to any of those ideas and suggestions and want to keep finding different ways to relate with our audience in any way possible. To learn more about Loves Brooklyn, please visit lovesbkln.com or trumphates.shop. Or visit us on our websites at on Facebook at uh, Loves BKLN or Instagram at Loves BKLN. Or please feel free to slide into those DMs. 